Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But even my house downstairs, also, when I first moved to this, this, this place that I'm staying now, right, there was like a gang from the secondary school nearby. Right? Then really, it's like the, they were disturbed, disturbed kind of. Mm. Yeah, wow. That's why I carried a knife last time. As many of you would have known by now, a secondary four boy has been arrested for the alleged murder of a secondary one student. This is your daily catch-up. Uh, so first and foremost, we would like to extend our condolences to the family of the victim. Um, the, the facts that we know as of today is that the murder weapon um, was most likely an axe, which was most likely purchased online. Uh, the student was a 16-year-old who has had uh, a history of uh, mental health uh, issues. So he, he attempted suicide when he was in SEC 2 um, and he Yikes. was warded at um, uh, IMH at that point of time. Um, because he's under 18, he is not subjected to capital punishment, but he may be sentenced to a, a life sentence, uh, essentially, if found guilty. Right. Um, and PM Lee has extended his condolences to the, the family. La. I just saw a post by uh, Minister Chan Chun Singh talking about how, I think today they, they go back to school this morning, actually. So mm. I heard that they set up like care posts inside the school. Not with, the care like, post, sorry. Oh, I don't know what care stands for, yeah. But it's like a mental health station. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So uh, people can go, they, they station like, like counsellors yeah, with trauma counselling, like background and all that, so that any students who feel like they are uncomfortable or like afraid, right? Or even the teachers or the mm, staff as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Can go and like get help from yeah. there directly. Yeah, I, I think it's a good move. Um, so exactly like what you mentioned, um, students who have access to MOE and school counsellors who are, who are trained in trauma management in particular. Because I think this is, this is quite a traumatic event to say the least. Like. I remember seeing, because um, when I first got the news via WhatsApp screenshots actually, like it wasn't by, from news news. So like there were screenshots from like the, one, one was a daughter, uh, sorry, daughter or, or son I think messaging the parent. Saying yeah, that, like there's oh, a guy or... like walking around my outside my classroom with an ex lah. So, an ex. Wait, before the incident. During, right. So it was before the news before got the there lah. Before the facts came out. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, like, I cannot imagine being the parent. You know, like thinking like, oh my god, is my child safe? Yeah. Like right now, this moment, I need to take leave to go and get my child out of school. You yeah. Know what I mean, the, oh, it's a whole conversation that. that... It was, as in, not the whole like, It was just one right. screenshot. But imagine like the student just says. There's a student wielding an axe, and then because of like whatever's going on, you cannot reply your parent, right? And then that's the just the last message that you see for like one hour. That's like as a parent, that's, that's gonna be crazy. Like it kind of puts things in perspective when like there are multiple school shootings in the US, and at some point it happens again. Then you just share that post, right? And then you just say like GG America, for example. Or like again, yeah, yeah. Like these incidents always felt so far away. Yeah. Like it wasn't gonna happen in Singapore. And then now that we we have this, like I think it's quite it's quite eye opening. It's quite alarming. What do you think would be a, should be an appropriate response though? Like now, like what is a, a an ideal course of action that MOE can potentially take, right, to show that they are like these are the steps that we're going to now do to prevent this from I ever happening again. Have the house, yeah. How can you prevent this? Like what can they really do, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it's. 
I also don't think that they can do much because I think this is an, anom- uh, an anomaly, but they have to do something. We're talking you know in I mean? terms of prevention or in terms of now dealing with the consequences. So like in the US, for example, like a, a lot of schools now have like metal detectors. You have to walk through like the airport oh. scanners before you go in because guns are illegal there, right? Mm. And like for gun violence. Whereas like here, nothing stops someone from just bringing a kitchen knife into school or an axe for that matter. I mean, they have a home econ's room. They can take knives from there so yeah. and all that kind of thing. Like. I, I don't think access is the is the point to 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 mm. change things or so lah. Yeah. What did, what do you think is like the key issue though? Okay, I, I think like first of all, we don't know enough about the situation mm. to really understand what's going on. So like until more information is provided, then we can really start to pinpoint right how to troubleshoot this. But I think from the beginning already like mental health seems to play a large part yeah. in, in this in this situation. Mm. Yeah. And and like all along, I think I've I've spoken about this before. With regards to I think like sex education, right? First of all, like we were talking about how like it starts very early about also educating the parents, getting them involved, and then educating the kids from a younger age, right? Mm. I think it's the same thing with mental health. Eh? Yeah. Like we don't talk about it. Like I never talked about it until I was an adult. With, mm. with not even with my parents, you know, with like like colleagues or like with a with a professional, right? Mm. There's a lot of stigma around it. I think all of this can be addressed. Way earlier. Way Do you think there's still that stigma now? Confirm have lah. People pay say to 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 say that they got to really say that they have like depression or whatever. And I think yeah. Or you feel uncomfortable saying like I need a break because like I'm 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 having like like a, a large amount of anxiety like at right. work or whatever you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's there's kind of that pyramid. I mean, I don't know what is a pyramid now. Sorry, it's a spectrum, right? Where the ends of it, if you have nothing much to lose or you are very successful, right? These end spectrums of people have no problems admitting that, oh, I, I have mental illness, I'm going to seek help. I am currently seeking help. But then there's people all the way in the middle, which is most people, that their reputation, however good or not good, right, is so necessary for them to continue moving forward in society. Mm. And it's hardest for those people to talk about, right? Like you can have celebrity heroes, they come out and say, you know, I have this, I have this. But it's not the same thing. You make it ready, you got nothing to prove to people around you. Your mother don't think you are a loser. Eh? Yeah. yeah. There, like, like there, during this COVID period, there was this term that was brought up quite a bit called languishing. Mm. Yeah, which I thought was quite interesting. So it's like, you're neither here nor there. You feel a little bit lost. But, but you're, you're not, not burnt out, but then you don't know what, to, what yeah. you're doing. So you're not being pushed to the limit where you really need to like, you feel like you don't need to, 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 to see a doctor or whatever kind of thing. But then you're trapped in this... Yeah. middle state yeah so then then what do you do mm. yeah hopefully we, we start moving into a society where there's no shame like seeking help like, I think like if you if you go to the doctor when you're not feeling well like you should definitely seek a counsellor or therapy like if you're just not feeling up mm. to it like. I think like JP mentioned I think it's about conversations of mental health should come a lot sooner so that people right. know that this is something that you should be aware of there's something you should look out for because you, you don't realise when you are in a state where you, you can't control or regulate your emotions anymore or it's too much mm. or too stressed. Like, so I think you're right. I think most, more parents need to be talking to their kids about it. More teachers need to be talking openly to their students about it. You know, one of, my, one of the first things that came to mind when I, saw, when I saw the incident, right, was that once again, like the KTV incident, right, it could happen to me also. I had this infallible mindset when I was younger. I feel like I cannot die, right? You know, I feel like 
I feel like I can run faster than a car. So it's like when the bus moves off, uh. you basically what I've learned in the past is that I can accelerate faster than a bus. Okay, okay. Right? But what I then connected was that I can run faster than a bus if I so want to. Right. right? It's just I don't I know cannot, where this is going. So. I, I'm, I'm trying to explain the infallibleness. So you're um, a superhero then? So, so, so I had this mindset and, and so I, I kind of refused to be bullied even though I was quite bulliable because right. I was very small. I was, I was like skinny and short. Um, in like primary one, primary two, primary three. Mm. But because of this infallible mindset, right? I just don't take shit from people. And because of that, I got into a lot of fights with a lot of people. And many of them, right, are quite intimidated because they realize this guy not fun to bully. But very bullyable. They can totally take me. It's just not fun. There's no gratification in bullying this kid. And I had this period whereby I don't know whether I bought it from a school bookshop even. Or like popular, because those are the only places I get this shop at, right? Where I have a I have a pocket knife. It was, I mean, it's not a pocket knife. It's like a, it's like a blade, uh, you know, it's just like three sections of a pen knife uh. that you can fold into a plastic. Yeah, mm. and I, I kept it in my wallet for self-defense. Eh. Like that was... Like your intention was that if someone really attacked you and it gets to the point, you will take it out and... Yes. Wow. That was what I thought. Right. Oh yeah. my God. Okay, 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 yeah. And then not, not saying that I want to murder people, you know, mm. but I, I just felt like if someone bullied me, I'm going to take out a knife and stab him. Dude, in secondary school, right? Yeah. For like, I think... After sec 2, uh, me and my group of friends, right, we all carry knife in our bag. Uh, I just remember now. Why? Like a Swiss yeah. army knife. Just to oh, know. Wait. Okay. And then, like yourself or some shit. Uh. And then I remember, th- I mean, it, it's blurry how this whole thing happened. Maybe I pissed that guy off. It, it could very likely be, right? But I remember there was this, like, maybe upper primary. Bear in mind, primary school only, uh, like maybe primary 1, primary 2, primary 3, that kind. Like this upper primary person was unhappy and whatnot. And it's a lot bigger, obviously. And so I remember being pushed up uh, by my collar on the school fence. And that was a new experience to me because I've never been like bullied to this level. I, I've never really gotten bullied. I've gotten checked. Yeah, you know, yeah. people check whether I'm bulliable. Yeah. Um, but this one is like, oh, he put me up and then I really felt helpless, you know. Then, uh, but he didn't choke me. La. I could breathe, la, you know. He, he, he probably couldn't lift me up also. And I remember taking out that knife. Eh. Like thinking, having a thought process whether I want to take out that knife or not. Then I'm, I'm going to take it out now. And then, <laughs> my wallet is the Velcro, you know, zha, zha. <laughs> You got zip on it, you open, you take out. It's holding you up. No, no, no. Then like, you are, at some point, it's blurry already. Oh, okay, like, but okay. I know this thing happened. Right. And I took out the knife and then I put it out on it. And then, and then he's, he quite matured like, in that sense that he was not intimidated by it. Mm. He said, why, you want to stab me? Ah? Stab me? Ah? Wow. Yeah. And I didn't, la, I mean, obviously. Like, I, I realised that, oh, you know what? I, I dare to hold it, I don't dare to use it. Yeah. But he, he ached me on on the wrong day. That, for example, my mother said, tonight you don't come home. Uh. Then I have no one to be responsible to anymore. For example, you know, if my mum have a mental breakdown at work, she come back, she took care of me because I was a little, little shit. And she told me, don't call me your mother anymore. And I was feeling down that day and that day he picked on me and I was holding the blade. And he said, poke me ah, like, stab me ah, scared ah. I probably might have. Then my whole life trajectory would have been so different. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that there are so many factors. Mm. Right, that we take for granted that I, I mean, I'm not saying that this is what could happen, right? I'm not insinuating, but that guy he did the most ballsy move possible, such that I will show hand, and he won that confrontation. Mm. As far as he's concerned, right, the next time someone's gonna take a knife to him, he's gonna do the same thing, and he's gonna say, "Step me, ah." You know what I'm saying? Because you were the first, yeah. Yeah, with you. and and for the most part in Singapore, especially these things works, you know. Wait, yeah. so the, then after he says that me, then you, you never do anything then? I never lie. Then he slap you around. 
No lah, I think I I I Your hold the knife and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, obviously, I didn't stab him lah. But then, but then back to the point of like like you using the example of bullying, right? Is and and us talking about earlier on about how creating a safe space, right? Is that when you get bullied and you get traumatized by the bullying, is that you don't hold that grudge and 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 hold that fear, right? Throughout the rest of your life, or throughout the rest of your childhood, is that you can go home and talk to your parents about it. Is yeah. that you can go home or you can talk to a counselor about it when it's time, or your even your form teacher, for example. You know, what yeah. I mean? like I think that that is the change that I don't I don't know whether we would see today. Like right. if, for example, in today's today today's context, it's if you get bullied on Instagram, like this this bunch of people keep like making like shitty comments and like talking about my 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 pimples or whatever kind of thing, right? Mm. Then maybe in your head it's like it's something that's too lame to complain about, but it's affecting you every day, you know? Mm. Yeah. Will you be comfortable to talk about it to? Who will you be comfortable to talk to? Talk about it to? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I think on that same point, right? It really comes as a like the conclusion I'm drawing is that it really comes as a like breaking point kind of thing. Like small things can build up, small things can build up. Like you say, if that day nothing happened, it's okay. If something else had caused a build up, you mm. might have had the outburst. Just snap. and yeah, linking it back to this article where people are saying that it's really he don't even know the guy. Uh, yeah. allegedly la, It it really just seemed like uh he couldn't take things anymore and then after that he had outbursts. I feel like that is like my main concern because then I'm wondering like then anybody could have this outburst or yeah. then yeah. that prevention thing like how does it work? Yeah but then like drawing it back to the mental health like educating them and then teaching people how to process their emotions better I think it's definitely like a good step forward. Because yeah. somebody was drawing up like back to your point right like somebody was drawing up that like in recent times a lot of people losing their shit. Mm. Then got like more killings, more like the like, Abokyo one or so. Uh, yeah, a lot of this shit happening in Pongo. I just want to say, <laughs> just sumang. Sumang specifically. <laughs> Wait, there was it's the runner, sumang. right? The guy who went out for a jog yeah. and then he just got killed. It's oh, like, that's also Pongo. Huh? It's like a five minute run from my at your house, my block. Near, near, yeah. near, very near. And you run quite a lot, so right? I, I don't run that exact route. I right, go right, further right. than I start running. During my time in secondary school, right, like people carry parang on it. In yeah. their bag, knife. Yeah. to yeah. school. Then, or and they hide it around school. Yeah, outside, oh, just wow. outside the school, the HDB across, right? You go to the second floor, the staircase, yeah. they got pole there, everything ready to whack you. Right? Yeah. Because most so, of their fights and arguments happen with a rival gang in their own school. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they just need access. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wow. but, but then, because of all this, right? I don't know what changed. Lah. Maybe over time, like for example, surveillance. Singapore surveillance increased a lot, right? Mm. Now every staircase got camera. camera, everywhere got camera, then people just scared. But it's this added layer that they implemented throughout slowly, right? Mm. Now, less and, I mean, there are less and less of this already, lor, at least like that you hear of. Lor. But back then, it's like, I, I know like multiple people that you're walking home right at night, right? If a group of guys sitting at a void deck near your house, right? Say the HDB, they're walking past, right? And they're not happy with you or they don't like you or they want to just f*** around you, right? You end up getting slashed, you know. Yeah. Shit. Now, now I don't don't feel that as much, lah. Yeah. I don't know. But even my house downstairs, also, when, I, when I first moved to this 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 place that I'm staying now, right, there was like a gang from the secondary school nearby. One. Then really, it's like the they were disturbed, disturbed kind. Of. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's why I carry a knife last time. I totally cannot imagine a Singapore that's like that. Yeah. yeah. 
So, um, you know, on a related note on this on this story, a student from RV shared on um, Wake Up Singapore, he basically DM Wake Up Singapore and shared that how um, they found the, the coverage and the, the reports on the news a bit distasteful because they had told reporters when they were leaving school that they didn't want to be video or photographed. But then they still saw their faces on, on the news. Oh, and it wow. felt like it was a bit traumatizing because, I mean, added on to the trauma, they already wanted to move on from it. They wanted to go home. Uh, and then they still keep seeing their faces like a associated with the whole like incident um, which goes back to like an interesting point about I think there was an online discussion about how, what are the ethics that comes into like play here reporters should have reacted is it or like should they have gone up to them and still tried to interview them even when they declined yeah because like I put myself in the reporter's shoe right like there is a craving for information at that point of mm. time. Everybody is checking forums, everyone is checking how everyone read it. And like, my job is to find out the facts and to provide visuals to accompany those facts. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to take whatever I can. But then I also understand the, the ethics behind it like, because a, a student, first of all, the students have already gone through so much. Mm. And the last thing we want to do is to like remind them of what's happening. I'm sure the reporter is not going to be like, hey, let me take this, this kid's photo. But there's also that, that element in play. Like, so I think it's a, it's a very, very difficult situation for a reporter to be in. Um, I've just checked PDPA, which is the Privacy Data Protection Act, right? Or you don't need to get consent from someone if they are in a public space because you, it, it's publicly available oh. information or, or data. Um, but does that make it right? I feel like I can see both sides though, because on one hand, the reporters, like like I mentioned also, all the stuff that I was getting was rumours from WhatsApp, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so in a sense, right, is the reporter not uh, right in getting facts, right? Like interviewing people who are actually there. Yeah. And then mm. like- It's like ethical grey lah. Yeah, correct. But then at the same time, I can see how traumatising it is for the students and all that to like have gone through this and then come out and be hounded by, by reporters also. I feel like it is likened to like paparazzi, that kind of thing like overseas when they're like chasing down like celebs and all that. Then what is the ethics in that also, right? Mm. Like so drawing like drawing the conclusion that like, it, it seems like like that I feel like there's a way to be respectful while trying to look for like the facts. Like yeah. if people say they don't want, then just really don't video them. Yeah. I I don't think they were wrong in going up to people to ask whether they were open to an interview. But I think they were wrong. The they were wrong that like they continue to video and then the, they still saw their faces. Yeah. Then, yeah. Is is the problem the reporters? Is it the news organization or is it like the audience? Because this is like what we're craving for, right? We're craving for that news, that information, like as soon as possible. So the other issue with news in general is that like over time, the incentive for news in general has been become to entertain mm. in order to have mm. more, yeah. to capture more of your attention span and your time so that they can make more money on ads and whatnot, right? Yeah. And that factor has played a large part in affecting the quality of our news also, right? Mm. Everybody's racing to be the fastest to report something and the most sensational titles get the most uh, views also and clicks and shares and whatever, right? Mm. Yeah. Is that the right way for news to go separate from entertainment? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that this distinction alone has caused like a lot of misinformation. Yeah. It has caused us to behave very strangely and very reactionary. Yeah. Like, like I think a few a few days or a few weeks ago, there was the report of like 200,000 yeah. new uh, cases of like, yeah. obvious like, like quarantine shit. for KTV. Then everybody reacted to it. Everybody like, whoa, 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 flip table, oh, make a lot of noise. Then, then like what, 15, 30 minutes later, then they the say, oh, sorry, typo. Yeah. Then everybody like, oh, oh okay, cool. Or like, maybe it's on purpose so, so that you'll be shocked by the 2,000. Oh shit, it's just like... <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah, I think it yeah. goes down to monetization. Mm. 
Because it's like, if I get the most clicks, most advertisers will want to come to me and I'm earning the most money. So what are the ways to get the most clicks? Then it'll be down this scandalous route and it, all that. It, it also applies the other way. Like I think for broadsheets, which is usually like the opposite of tabloids, right? Newspapers that talk about more serious stuff and are always mm. a lot more factual, like New York Times, Washington Post. They are, they are losing their funders because oh. people are just not interested in this kind of news, right? Mm. Like people are more interested in tabloids. People are more interested in like, in mm. like sensational news. So then if they can't get money from those type of news, it's easy for them to just go down the route of just getting the most clicks. And I think the problem about this is, it's just how we progress as, as humans, right? Now that we have internet, now that we have cable, 24 hours news and with like CNN and things like that, like we are no longer waiting for the five o'clock, six o'clock news. We're no longer waiting for the morning paper because we're getting news on demand. Yep. So if we are the ones in power now, then the news channels, we are the ones that just want to be in that echo chamber. We want to read what we want to read. The power is in our hands, so like... I is feel it really though? Have we ever been in control of what we really need? No, but if you don't want to read, no then you what? just don't read. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. We, because like, we, we continuously reward this behaviour. Exactly. Like giving it our attention. Yeah, but do we really have that free will to, to decide this? Or is it that they're just shoving it down our throats everywhere that we look? But I think they're... Have a choice but to follow this behavioural pattern. I think they're shoving it down because they know that people like yeah. These kind of news. It's like scrolling, right? Like on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the they, same they make it so addictive that you just keep scrolling on TikTok, correct, for example. Correct. Yeah. It's like when you, you press you, back and you want to exit You feel like Instagram. you don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. Because they make it so addictive. Correct. But then at the end of the day, they found out how to make it addictive to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. You so can uninstall you, you, you are under the, the addictive control of whatever they're putting out. But as people in general, we are the ones that are demanding this. Mm. No, so, okay. So, so, so my question then would be. If say news was wasn't incentivized and paid for by ads, mm, right, and mm. the clicks and the clicks and the viewership and other counting won't affect it, right? Would news be different? If news is a is a public service. If it was funded like by the government, Singapore la. people would say that it's yeah. biased because like, the government owns it. Yeah. Well, there's like no way so around. The it, yeah, it's really hard because like you look in other countries, most of the top publications are owned by billionaires. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they just like passion project this thing. But then the billionaires have multiple businesses. Then they have multiple vested interests as well. Yeah. Right. They have their own agendas. Like if you look at the Rupert Murdoch media, they are always notorious for being kingmakers, especially yeah. in, in the in the UK. Mm. Like whoever he supports on his newspapers usually end up being prime minister. Right. I was watching this Korean drama right long ago, so that uh, it sounds Allegedly. fishy, but it has a good it has a good conclusion. Yeah. I'm getting okay. there. So, <laughs> no, like I realized yes, yeah. the moment where I realized the power of news, because the drama was about the owners like of the news like company, and then they decide what gets published. So yeah. set in Korea, so there's a lot of people and like political games and right. all that kind of yeah. stuff. So right. same as that, like whoever they support and all that based on the news that they choose to publish or choose to ignore. Yeah. then that decides the narrative that everybody is consuming. Mm. So then that was when I realised that like, while wow, news really shapes the way that everybody like thinks, mm. right? And so in that, like going back to your free will thing, right? It is up to me to choose what I consume or maybe even when I consume it, and right? And from which outlets lah. Yeah, and yeah. from which outlets. So like this morning also, uh, John Paul was just talking about how news that we read, like two, two weeks later, when we read back, right, we can see how all the facts start slowly coming out and then we have a much clearer picture of things also. Right. So for this kind of more sensational issues, and it might also be our own choice. And if you look back on this news, right, the, the yeah. things that you you react to five times a day, right, yeah. it actually doesn't affect, it doesn't you. affect your life at yeah. all. At all. Yeah. 
Wake Up Singapore just shared something um, that students from RV uh, are sending oh. in to them uh, on their first school uh, first day of school back. They are saying that the care program for us is a uh, it's, it's not great lah. Oh no! They're calling I it just a, had such high hopes for it. Yeah, they're calling it a measly two-hour program. It's basically a worksheet that they fill with like check marks uh, and emoticons, and it's like. While they appreciate the effort, this person is saying that it feels like it's not very well thought out. Wait, so as in it's not the one-to-one -one kind of counselling? Uh? It seems like a group uh, group effort uh, that's taking place. But so, there's thousands of them though, how to one-to-one. Yeah. One. Um, okay, uh, they have one day to put together this. Uh. I don't know, man. I feel like the administrative <laughs> of this, I don't know why I'm defending it, right? But I feel like the administrative things of this is a lot. Eh. It's pretty much unprecedented. Yeah. And you got like one day and you got... I can see why, like perhaps the argument of let's send them home for a week, let them process this, create, cultivate happier memories um, with their family before going back and dealing it, like with life in, on the murder scene, for example. But I could see also that because of the work from home situation, everyone is stressed out, your parents are working, they could see as it's better if, for example, they are around their peers and better if they can attend this kind of school yeah. Created programs because you don't know what's the arrangement at home, so you might just be left alone at home, and that's yeah. even worse. Right. I mean, I, I I would just think it's not easy. It's just really difficult to be able to put something together. Yeah. Because there's like like we talk about it now. What can we do to prevent this from happening? And wow, we realize them hard. Yeah. Like it's a generational paradigm shift that's required. What can we do to help the students? No correct answer. Eh? I I think one thing that we know for sure is that. Because it's unprecedented, right? We we don't really have normally have this incident, so that's why I guess there's some level of unpreparedness. Yeah. But from this, hopefully, hopefully, no other incident like this happens again. Yeah. But if it yeah. does, we'll be a little bit more prepared in like helping the kids and like helping everyone get through it, lah. Yeah. Okay, so I was having this conversation with Pat, and and Pat's birthday is coming up. So happy advance birthday to my wife, right? But she was quite sad. She was quite sad. On this episode. On on like a bunch of stuff. Like like she was distraught by the news. You know, she feel like, oh my god, it's so scary. Like what these students have to go through. Imagine mm. the teachers going to work in a place like this. Also, they also she also don't know how to help moving forward. And like because of her birthday, then because of the KTV cluster, then her birth her birthday was like, yeah. like pretty much cancelled mm. like, in that sense. Like I had this thought while while going on a run, right? That many people feel the need to just articulate their thoughts on a public forum knowing that it's it's gonna piss a lot of people off it, it has no value like this is what i told my wife that in a grand scheme of things like something that happened and now you don't get to celebrate your birthday right whether or not it's it's whichever incident right how you feel and how it affects you right 99.9 percent .9 of the time uh, is of least importance eh? mm -hmm. right like i would like to encourage people to kind of do a a self exercise on empathy right to think about what if you're the student? What if you're the teacher? What if you're the murderer? What if you're the student that hexa? Why what if it's your husband getting caught? What if you are the hostess that came to Singapore to seek a livelihood to protect their family or to seek refuge because your country is ravaged by the disease and they cannot control? What if you are dead? Because I think many of us are not those people by virtue of we are born in the right country mm. or that we were raised by like nice parents. Yeah. yeah, and that has nothing to do with your self-discipline. Eh? That is your en entirely your circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. And to put yourself in people's shoes and realize that how you feel about how it affects you and how you feel about almost every situation that you react to on the news, right? Whether or not you think it's big news, small news, right? How you feel and how it affects you matters 
possibly the, the least, least. Mm. in the grand scheme of things. Uh. So like, shut the f*** up. Yeah, really, shut the f*** up. Like, like and, and Denise also brought up something, like how... Yikes, what did I say? Oh, I thought you wanted to shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she basically brought up the point that like, if, if you're going to make a comment, right, you're going to say something, right? Like, mm. just picture the, the victim's mum in the room with you now. Mm. Mm. Is, would you still say what you're going to say? Yeah. Granted, we are weighing in on this. Yeah, yeah but I think we have takeaways. So like yeah. one is the importance of like talk, being able to talk to your parents about mental health. So Singapore yeah. has to create that environment, right? Like us as mm. a society has to do that. Secondly, to be conscious about the news that we choose to consume because we have that free will, I, mm. I believe. Mm. Yeah, and thirdly, empathy. Yo. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.